0: Today your head some photography lightning strikes, but are you dare to get it with your camera? Uh, I, I, if you are, I hope you're being quite careful. We're going to talk about capturing lightning photography, and uh, I think you could do this if you just follow these steps. Y'all stay tuned. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This, this is Twitter. Twit. twit. Listeners of this program get an ad-free version if they're members of Club Twit. $7 a month gives you ad-free versions of all of our shows. Plus, membership in the Club Twit Discord, a great clubhouse for Twit listeners. And finally, the Twit Plus feed with shows like Stacy's Book Club, The Untitled, Linux Show, The Giz Fizz, and more. Go to twit.tv slash club twit. And thanks for your support. Hey, what's happening everybody? I am Matt Pruitt and this is Hands On Photography here on Twit TV. Hope y'all are doing well. I'm unbelievable as always on this fine podcast. I like to sit down and share different tips and tricks that are going to help make you a better photographer as well as a better post processor. And today, we're not getting into any of that stuff. We're just going to talk about well actually, yeah, we're going to talk about photography, but we're not going to get into post-processing or anything like that. This is going to be more of a how to, if you will. And I'm just going to walk you through said how to. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. All right. So lightning, lightning, lightning strikes so fast, so cool, sometimes a bit scary. We see lightning in a lot of movies and TV shows that we watch. And sometimes we get the honor and pleasure to be able to see some beautiful still images of lightning striking uh, as a photograph. Now, there was an image captured here recently uh, down in Brazil uh, of lightning striking the Christ the Redeemer statue. Uh, it's pretty spectacular shot. It's it's really really nice, and that's linked here in the show notes to the folks over there at Petapixel. But have you ever wondered what goes into capturing lightning through your camera? Now, there's quite a bit that goes into this. You know. I'll state the obvious first. Yes. Capturing lightning in a video is much easier to do versus capturing lightning in photography. I know that's pretty obvious, <laughs> but yeah, I, I do. I don't want to discuss lightning video as much as I do for photography, because again, it's as simple as just making sure you're in a safe place. And at this uh, far as at the time of the lightning storm, that is, and then making sure you are framed up your shot, and um, make sure you got your your horizon and and, and, and everything leveled and, and focused and ready to go and just hit record. And when lightning strikes, you'll have it. Hopefully. <laughs> That's about it. It's not it's not that much work. But on the photography side, there's a lot much more to consider. So let's dive into what you need to capture lightning photography. All right. So first, you'll need a safe place to capture your photos. Let me be clear, y'all. Don't be out and about trying to capture lightning uh, and end up getting struck by lightning yourself. Please, please don't do that. Yeah, I know it's a low likelihood of you getting struck, struck by lightning, but still just just be safe. I don't want you to be near trees that can get struck by lightning and then that ends up hurting you because say the tree gets struck. Next thing you know, the tree is falling down on you and busted you and busted your camera. And that's just it's just a mess that could have been avoided. So please be safe first and foremost. All right. Next, grab your camera and grab a tripod. Now, of course, we don't roll with cheap tripods. That's just not what we do. Now, if you don't have a tripod, check out episode 129 of Hands on Photography for some tripod options. Um, you're probably asking, well, why do you need a tripod, Aunt? Okay, well, let me answer that. <laughs> it's because of the camera settings. Uh, depending on the time of day that you shoot the lightning photography uh, and the, the, the lighting situation that's outside, you're going to need a slower shutter speed. It is what it is. And since you're shooting at a slower shutter speed, uh, you'll need to stabilize the camera to eliminate motion blur. Now, the last Items you know for for lighting and photography. These two items are optional. Um, one is an intervalometer. I always have a hard time saying that word. And the other is an ND filter. First, the interval intervalometer. See, I told you I have a hard time saying it. And in, An intervalometer is optional because most cameras today. Um, heck, you can even just go back to cameras that are five years old. Even they have intervalometers built into them you used to have to buy a handheld intervalometer back in the days but that's not so common now um, but in, what what is an intervalometer an intervalometer is used to tell your camera take this photo at x amount of times you know during a specific time frame okay so think about when you're shooting time lapse photography you're basically telling your camera to take a shot every Three seconds or every five seconds. Okay, so an intervalometer is doing that. That's that's what's handling that programming uh, for you to be able to get those images. And of course, the camera is locked off on the tripod and just framed up and in focus and ready to go. It makes things a little bit easier. Um, but again, don't think about this as the end all be all tool to guarantee you lightning photography. Because quite frankly, there's still some luck that's going to be involved with having uh, the opportunity to shoot lightning photography. Now, next the ND filter, ND filters are optional because of the exposure settings and uh, the, the, that I've mentioned before, because it could be too bright or it could be too dark. So you're going to have to change your shutter speed and so forth. And if it's really, really slow and you're shooting at a different time of day and there's a little bit more light, you may want to cut down on some of that extra light that's coming in. And that's what the point of the ND filter is. So, I personally don't use ND filters for for lightning photography. I do know some photographers that do use ND filters, but again, I don't. So I said I would at least mention it because other photographers do use them. Okay, now let's get into the actual technique. So, well, I'll put it this way: techniques that I do. <laughs> I'm not going to say my way is the right way, but. When it comes to doing lighting and photography, and this is how I've done it in the past. All right. So if it's at night, I definitely try to use a super slow shutter. Something is around 10 seconds or more. And then I want to make sure the aperture is set to at least F11. And that is a closed down aperture. Uh, this is going to allow you to get more of the frame and focus and a much larger depth of field, you know, so you don't have this blur and stuff going on. In the background and so forth. You want it to be, you know, pretty good focus all the way across the board. And since the shutter speed is slow, I tend to do a bit of a countdown on my camera. Um, I set up the, the, the long exposure shutter speed or what have you. And even though it's on the tripod, if I hit the button on my camera, while it's on the tripod, there's a micro jitter. So I don't want to have that micro jitter captured in the photograph. So I'll do a countdown where I hit the button and the camera counts down like 10 seconds that allows the the camera to stop moving from those micro jitters and then go ahead and open the um, shutter for the 10 seconds or however long the long exposure. But if you're using an intervalometer, a lot of the intervalometers have what they call a remote shutter release built into them as well. So you plug the intervalometer into your camera, Hit the remote shutter button and it'll open it up for however long you set the exposure to. And this is all without you having to physically touch the camera itself. And if you don't want to use an intervalometer, which a lot of people are probably not going to do it, depending on the camera that you have, uh, the newer cameras have some type of way to do remote shooting via a, a, an app over the camera's Wi-Fi or the camera's Bluetooth. And that works just as well, too. I use the Canon Connect app all the time on my on my camera because it's it just works. And if I want to pull something up on my phone and check out the frame and change the exposure settings, click the shutter, I can do it right there. Heck, I do our family photographs every holiday season using the Canon Connect app with my phone. You never see it in the picture because I hide the phone, but it'll take the, it'll take the photograph after I do all of the framing and stuff pretty easily. So that's another option now. Okay. So when you do click the shutter, um, that timing, that's going to be, it's going to be up to you. As I said previously, there's a little bit of luck involved when it comes to shooting lightning. Um, you can use the intervalometer to snap the photos every few seconds or every few minutes at the exposure setting that you manually set up. Uh, just to try to capture it with the remote triggering. Now, do you know when lightning strikes? That's the, that's the question I got for you. Do you actually know when lightning is going to strike? I'll wait. <laughs> you don't know. You don't. And, and at least I know I don't, but I tend to, um, play it by my gut. You know, uh, sometimes I just, I can just have a sense of it when it's about to strike depending on scenario of timing and so forth. Um, and in the past I've had some success just going with my, with my gut feeling. Now, granted, there are some tools available to help you capture lightning. Um, and there's this, this one tool is called a lightning trigger, quote, lightning trigger. The folks at LASR, uh, I think you pronounce it laser. So, but I did want to spell it out because it's not spelled like laser. That's LASR. They have a lightning trigger that's anywhere from, um, $200 to $400, at the time of recording this here episode and it's eh, it basically connects to your camera just like you would a a regular hot shoe mount or something like that and it has a sensor on it that's looking for lightning and when it when that sensor gets tripped um, because of the lightning is striking it will then trigger your camera to snap the photograph now uh, i've I've heard that these things work really well but again 200 to 400 dollars that's I don't know if that's my jam. You know, I live here in NorCal right now, Northern California, where we might get rain in January and that's about it for, <laughs> for the whole year. So seeing a thunderstorm is few and far between. So I have no desire to spend that kind of money on a trigger for storms that I just I hardly would ever see. And even when I was in the Carolinas where we had tornadoes and hurricanes fairly regularly, um, I still didn't quite see it as a, a worthy investment, you know, so I just worked on just just trying to get a feel and, and, and hoping that I could get lucky with capturing lightning strikes. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, the first shot that I have here that Mr. Victor is going to pull up on the screen uh, I shot this photograph in a hotel room in Las Vegas. Now this was back in July during monsoon season. This was a couple of years ago. And in monsoon season in, in Vegas, there's plenty of thunderstorms happening every daggum day. So I'm in the hotel room and I set the frame, you know, fi- figured out how I want it to look, set the exposure to F13, ISO 100, shutter speed was 11 seconds. And then I clicked the intervalometer to do a a remote release because it just felt right at the time. And boom, it worked. Now, um, this shot came from an old Canon Rebel camera. Uh, I think it was a T5. Yeah, that's one of the cameras I got back there. Nothing new. Old, old, old camera, but clearly capable, totally capable of capturing uh, lightning photography. So A lot of it, folks, is just um, patience and and understanding the exposure triangle and just just waiting for that right time. And if you want to invest in a lightning trigger, have at it. I, I say just just play around with the patience and see if you can get lucky with it. But, yeah, that shot was a lot of fun. And I ended up pulling it in post and doing a little color work on it and added some rain effect and stuff like that. And Mr. Vic is going to show it on the screen for you now. And it, 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 I thought it turned out quite nicely considering the camera that it came from is not the bestest, but it's a clearly a highly capable camera to pull off a lot of portraits and images, including capturing lightning as long as you know what you're doing. <laughs> now, again, timing is going to be the challenge, um, but it's still quite doable. Now, heck, Uh, I shot this next image that Mr. Victor is going to put on the screen right now. I shot this one with my Nexus six smartphone back at a good old Chateau ghetto. Yes. I said, Nexus six smartphone. That's not even the latest and greatest smartphones that are out there. And this was shot a long time ago, but the thing is with all the computational photography found in phones today, um, Shooting stuff like this is a little bit easier than trying to worry about dialing in the exposure on your physical camera body. But again, it's patience, the patience that it's going to take for you to find your frame and get everything set up on a tripod and have it ready to go right when that lightning strikes because it is really, really quick. Okay, so now your turn get on out there well if you want to (laughs) get on out there and take some photographs of lightning and uh, play around with the process and of course be safe first and foremost when you're out there trying to get lightning photographs and if you capture something uh feel free to shoot it over shoot it over to me here at the show uh just email it hop at twit.tv again that's hop at twit.tv i'd love to see what you captured um just curious to see what you captured and, and would like to know your process as well. And if the images are, or are, are, if you think they're good enough to share with other folks here in the hands on photography, commit uh, community and on the show, just let me know, say that in your email that I have your consent to use the image on the show. Okay. But yeah, let me know, get out there and, uh, capture some lightning photographs. I'm curious to see what y'all are doing because I know y'all are quite good and I'm curious to see what you're doing with lightning. All right. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Again, I have uh, some links in our show notes linking back to the folks at Petapixel with that great story and image, the uh, lightning trigger. I have a link for a an example lightning trigger in here. It's it's an affiliate link. So check those out. And also, again, go back and check out episode um, 129 just as a little bit of refresher for getting the right tripod for pretty much any situation. In other words, not buying cheap tripods. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much for the continued support of the show. Please keep telling everybody about the show, y'all. Just keep sharing it out letting everybody know about hands on photography in the community. Uh, let them know about the website, twit.tv slash HLP for hands on photography. Uh, let everybody know that they can subscribe on the favorite podcast app of choice. Even can subscribe on YouTube and check out all the video and pretty pictures there as well thank you to my man mr victor for making me look and sound good each and every week hey folks safely create it dominate and i shall see you next time Hey, I'm Rod Pyle, Editor-in-Chief of Astor Magazine. And each week, I join with my co-host to bring you This Week in Space, the latest and greatest news from the final frontier. We talk to NASA chiefs, space scientists, engineers, educators, and artists. And sometimes we just shoot the breeze over what's hot and what's not in space books and TV. And we do it all for you, our fellow true believers. So whether you're an armchair adventurer or waiting for your turn to grab a slot in Elon's Mars rocket, join us on This Week in Space and be part of the greatest adventure of all time.